I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. I hope you got off to a good start yesterday for your week. Um, I went to let you guys know today that it's raining really, really hard here. And as you guys know, I have a home studio. So if some of that sound comes through, I apologize, but also... It's pretty soothing, so I feel like it's appropriate for this calmer space to consume the news. Anyway, we have a stacked episode today, so I'm going to get right to it, starting off with the shooting in Boulder, Colorado. So right as I was finishing up writing this episode, the news of the Boulder, Colorado shooting broke. There wasn't a ton of information available at the time, but here's what we do know. The shooting happened at a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado. The president has been briefed on the situation. A man was escorted out in handcuffs. Three people were seen laying face down on the floor towards the entrance. Windows of the store were broken. And people in Boulder generally were ordered by the police to shelter in place for their own safety. And that is unfortunately, is all we know as of right now, but we should definitely have some additional info for you guys tomorrow. Stay tuned. For our second story today, we are going to address some different mini stories about the AstraZeneca vaccine. Okay, guys, so there have been a lot of smaller news stories surrounding the AstraZeneca vaccine lately. So we're here to break them all down for you guys and get you guys up to speed on everything surrounding this version of the coronavirus vaccine. So first and foremost, we want to talk about these blood clots. What is going on with these blood clots? Okay, so this vaccine's rollout was actually temporarily halted in Europe as it seems that some very rare blood clots may be linked back to this vaccine. It was found that out of the millions of doses, millions, you guys, being given out daily of the AstraZeneca vaccine, 30 people had developed a blood clot and a few of them died of this 
condition after developing it. For anonymity's sake, we don't know exactly how many people of those 30 died. Again, there were millions of doses given out, and then only 30 people developed the blood clots at all, and it wasn't fatal in, it was fatal in less than half of them. So this was incredibly rare to happen and may not even be related to the vaccine. But nonetheless, it was something that needed to be looked into. And thus, Europe halted all of the AstraZeneca rollout as a result. Some scientists believe that they've pinpointed the cause of the blood clots and that it's very simple to treat when it happens now. That said, it was something that gave everyone pause in the situation, even if the connection to the vaccine is a loose one. The World Health Organization looked into it and gave the vaccine their stamp of approval to continue. And so Europe is evaluating how to begin rolling it out again. But most countries are expected to start rolling it back out this week. So in a second mini story related to the AstraZeneca vaccine, um, I wanted to update you guys that it's not yet approved here in the U.S., but it may be very soon. So up until Monday, the AstraZeneca vaccine testing had not been announced here in the United States, like the results of it. But on Monday, the results were in that the AstraZeneca version of the vaccine was found to be 79% effective in the U.S.-based studies. Now that the company has those results in hand, they are able to apply for an emergency authorization by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. If they are approved, people will then be able to receive this vaccine here, as well as the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson vaccines. So in our last little mini story to do with AstraZeneca, the U.S. has a ton of this vaccine sort of stored up. But do we really need it all? This was a big question that people were talking about in the news. And so the U.S. has actually decided to send some of these vaccines to neighboring countries. So with the AstraZeneca vaccine not being fully approved yet here in the U.S., we are actually sitting on a ton of it that isn't being used and was purchased a while ago. So the U.S. plans to send 2.5 million doses of the vaccine to Mexico and 1.5 doses of the vaccine to Canada. The Biden administration explained this move in saying, quote, This virus has no borders. We only put the virus behind us if we are helping our global partners, end quote. So those are the biggest updates when it comes to the AstraZeneca vaccine, but I will definitely keep you guys posted if there's any more updates to come. So for our next story, we want to talk a little bit about Biden and infrastructure. As we have heard over and over again from him on the campaign trail, Biden has enormous plans for infrastructure in the United States. And now his plans are coming to fruition. He plans to use the efforts of tackling the climate crisis to help create jobs. 
And now the administration has started taking formal steps towards making this plan a reality. The plan will likely come with about a $3 trillion price tag. However, creating jobs obviously puts some of that money back into the economy and back into the U.S. government. The plan is for this package to be presented sometime this week. It may come with a raise in taxes for the wealthiest segments of the U.S. population, but again, Biden has said that all along the campaign trail. It's possible that they may try to carve up this plan into multiple segments in an effort to get it past the Senate, where they will need a number of Republican votes. But I basically just wanted to give you guys a heads up about all this. You know, the details are still very vague, but you might potentially see headlines about it this week, and now you'll know about it already. But if it does end up becoming public this week, we will walk through all the specifics of the plan with you guys in the news du jour. So stay tuned. So for our last story today, we're going to go over the Alexi McCammond situation between her and Teen Vogue because it's pretty in-depth and convoluted, but also something that's very important given the moment. I want to also issue a trigger warning here at the top of the episode. This story involves racist and homophobic rhetoric. Okay, So let's talk about the Alexi McCammond situation with Teen Vogue. I will back up to the very beginning for anyone who may not know the backstory here. Alexi McCammond was hired as the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue at the very young age of 27. This was huge for her and her career and made a big splash. Additionally, she is dating someone who is briefly a deputy press secretary at the White House under Biden. Talk about a young power couple. But then someone did some digging. And it turns out that back in 2011, Alexi was tweeting some pretty problematic racist and homophobic things. There were a number of tweets exposing racism against Asian Americans, despite the fact that Alexi is a woman of color herself. Obviously, this was very shocking. And for a minute, it seemed that Condé Nast, the group that owns Teen Vogue, was trying to make it work. But it also seems that after a number of conversations between Alexi and the staff there, It just wasn't going to work out. Because I know that you guys are going to be wondering exactly what it was that she tweeted, I am going to provide some examples. I think it's important that you know exactly what was said. But I want to clarify that these things are very hard for me to repeat and read out loud, and they are extremely hurtful things to say that I would never otherwise have come out of my mouth. And that's why I issued a trigger warning above. Please brace yourselves. Quote, Alexi McCammond, the 8th of November, 2011, outdone by an Asian. Hashtag what's new. 3rd of September, 2011. Now Googling how not to wake up with swollen Asian eyes. Alexi on the 15th of October, 2011. 
Give me a 2 out of 10 on my chem problem. Cross out all of my work and don't explain what I did wrong. Thanks a lot, stupid Asian TA. You're great. 24th of January, 2012. She was like an old Asian woman, LOL, LOL, at Austin somebody. <laughs> and then that's the end quote for the racist tweets that she uh, had posted. But she also tweeted, quote, why is this newsworthy? It's not. RT at Chicago Tribune. Major League Baseball umpire Dale Scott reveals he's gay. I thought you were a Lakers fan, you bandwagoning homo. At Robert K. Swanson. Ha 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 ha. Thanks, Robbie. And then she also tweeted, ha 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 ha, you're so gay, LAMO. End quote. Again, these things are really hard for me to read out loud, painful to see, you know, and I apologize for having to repeat them, but I also want you guys to know all the facts so you have a full picture of what was going on, what was being said, and how hurtful these things are. So in response, Alexi ultimately made the decision to leave Condé Nast before she had even formally started and issued this statement on the subject via her Twitter account. Quote, Hey there, I've decided to part ways with Condé Nast. Here is my statement about why. I became a journalist to help lift up stories and voices of our most vulnerable communities. As a young woman of color, that's part of the reason I was so excited to lead the Teen Vogue team in its next chapter. My past tweets have overshadowed the work I've done to highlight the people and issues that I care about, issues that Teen Vogue has worked tirelessly to share with the world. And so Condé Nast and I have decided to part ways. I should not have tweeted what I did and have taken full responsibility for that. I look at my work and my growth in the years since, and I have redoubled my commitment to growing in the years to come as both a person and a professional. I wish the talented team at Teen Vogue the absolute best moving forward. Their team has never been more important, and I will be rooting for them. There are so many stories left to be told, especially those about marginalized communities and the issues affecting them. I hope to have the opportunity to rejoin the ranks of tireless journalists who are shining light on the issues that matter every single day. End quote. So I know that was a lot, but that said, I think this is a really relevant story to what's going on today, especially with the hate against the Asian American community at such a high. And it just goes to show, not tweeting racist things is literally the bare minimum. We can't say things like this to one another, my friends. Not online, not in real life, not ever. And that is a news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, I always felt that the great high privilege, relief, and comfort of friendship was that one had to explain nothing. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. 
A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh.